Uh, my witching minute feature today is a witch called Orendi. Do you know who this is? Orendi? Orendi. O R E N D I. I don't think I do. It's from a video game that I never played, but it's fine. It's a <laughs> it's a first person shooter game called Battleborn. And Battleborn. Yeah, it's like there's all these crazy characters and they're just kind of like shooting and and playing with you know like just shooting it's first person so it's they're all doing things together and trying to be i don't know one of those shoot 'em up games okay <laughs> i'm looking up a pitch oh okay okay yeah interesting and i'm picking her because this is it's called a call to arms and she has four arms doesn't have as many as piper did as shakti or shiva but um but she's got <laughs> she's got four arms and um when when she fights in the video game, it reminds me of that scene where Piper is just like no, and she's just blasting all the demons and stuff. So she's just really a chaotic magic kind of unhinged crazy witch lady. <laughs> Who would win, Arendi, Piper, or Spiral? Oh, <laughs> I mean, Arendi's crazy. It'd be hard. I think she'd be hard to catch because she's very fast. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, well, are we talking about like Piper Piper or Goddess Piper? Goddess Piper. What's Spiral again? Spiral from X Men. She has six arms and opens portals. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, I'm probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's probably gonna be Spiral. Yes. I think. X Men yeah. for the win. Yeah. Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. You put some clothes on. Welcome back to Hanging with the Hollowells. This is Sean, the Ultimate Charmed Newbie. And I'm Kevin, the Ultimate Charmed Expert. We're here for Season 7. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole new new chapter. Yeah, and I had two people, I'll have you know, Kevin, message me to tell me how much they appreciated our Buffy episode. Oh, good. So that's exciting. And I have some other exciting news for you. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I have some results from Fuck, Mary Kill Season 6. Oh, it's the time. It's time for our big announcement. Yeah. So I have to say to any of my people who are attracted to women, I need you to bring it for me in Season 7 because we had a much more heavy like male presence than female. Like The points for the males are almost double sometimes. You know, I'll do my part, I suppose. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Not just you, I'm talking to all of our other, you know, bi friends, lesbians, straighties out there who are listening. We need you to vote for some woman next time. Vote. It's, <laughs> it's, what's, that, what's that phrase they use whenever the voting happens at the election? Rock your vote, that type oh, of rock thing. Rock the vote, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any theories on who you think the most fuckable or most marryable person from season six would be? Oh, <laughs> I bet you Leo is up top there, probably, and probably Daryl is up there. But maybe that's just me, because <laughs> that's my 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 people. <laughs> but but yeah, that, those are my picks. 
Okay. All right. Let's do this. So for the most marryable woman, we had two ties, actually, which I thought was so funny. So in third place for the most marryable was Phoebe Hollowell. Okay. Tied for second is Ramona Shaw, who I remember was on your list. She was. I love her so much. (laughs) And she is so marryable. Yes. And somebody who I believe was on both of our lists, Miss Sheila Morris, tied with Ramona. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can't go wrong with Sheila. And number one, (gasps) most marryable woman is a tie between Piper Hollowell and Paige Matthews. Uh, I can see it. I can see it. All these ties, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're very grounded. They're really well-rounded too. They're not too extreme in any direction, you know, so I can see it. Yeah. And that was actually the only list where any of our sisters showed up is on the marriable. Mm-hmm. So most marriable man we have, you're going to like this one. This one I okay. feel like came out of nowhere. Okay. Do you remember Mr. Larry Henderson? Oh, really? Larry Henderson? Oh, our little uh, ghost man, office man, yes. Yeah, our lawyer who was so concerned with his (laughs) wife. I guess other people shared that loving sense that we got from him. And gave Paige a nice bonus, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Number two, you called it, we had Leo Wyatt. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number one, you are not ready for this, girl. Number one was Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's number one. Well, he's very good looking. I can tell you that much. He's very good looking. I think people also like the fact that, like, he wants kids. He likes kids. So, like, he's a good family man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In the the nice way. Yes. In the nice way. Not the weird way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, let's move over to Fuckable. Fuckable, we had some other sisters make this list. Uh, number three, Stillman sisters. Had, yep, we had number three is Margot Stillman. Okay, from Power Rangers. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> always a Power Ranger reference. Yes, yes. So she's uh, Melody Perkins, who played Astronoma, which I have now watched both seasons that she's featured in. Mm-hmm. Astronoma, aka Cabron. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Number two, we had Mitzi Stillman. Another Stillman sister. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think you're going to like this one. I did not expect this, but a lot of the voters really liked Spider Demon. <gasps> See, <laughs> they thought this, she was sexy as hell. She's so sexy. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so happy for that. That is, makes me really glad. You know, because she has that sexy voice. She's got that sexy look. She's got. She's got it all. So, yep. I mean, I'm a little sad Bianca isn't on there, but fine. I see. Oh, yeah. Is. You love Bianca. I yeah, do she love didn't Bianca. get very many votes. <laughs> Probably because she looks like a bitch. Maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> but still. <laughs> All right. Number three for most fuckable man was actually number one for my most marryable, and that was David Wright. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I thought he would be higher. Yeah. Um, number two, I think this one we're both unhappy about. Number two is Jason Dean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Number one, number one doesn't even have a real name, Kevin. It's male model long hair. 
You know, everybody loves a man in a thong. It just it's a seller. Right. He doesn't need a name when he looks like that. So Right. <laughs> this is why I wear underwear all the time on my Instagram. so i guess i've already kind of spoiled this but uh the most fuckable then out of anybody in season six would be male model and the most marriable would be brett since the guys got more votes than the girls overall wow and they're and they're very like low-key players too nobody they're not like the main main people you would expect yeah, I don't even think Male Model had any lines that I remember. No, no, he just danced around. <laughs> but was he yeah. the good dancer or the bad dancer? I don't remember because one of them was a bad dancer and that's how I dance. And then one of them was a good dancer. <laughs> I think I remember him being the good dancer. I think the okay. bad dancer is the one I wasn't as attracted to. Okay, okay. And then, yeah, Brett like literally walks to the door and that's it. Like He's done for that episode, but he pulled through. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, who helped me uh, and Kevin vote for that so we could do our little social experiment and see who our top players are of season six. <laughs> and Kevin, yeah. we starting season seven, there's so many people on the list today. We got to start all over from scratch with everybody. Oh, empty nest to full nest. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Today is A Call to Arms. This aired on September 12, 2004, written by Brad Kern, directed by James L. Conway. Uh, I just watched a special feature on the – because I have the German Blu-ray set, you know, uh, of the whole series. And there's a new special feature on that where it's an interview with James L. Conway. And he Ooh. just talks about stuff. Most of the stuff I already knew, but he did mention some things that were interesting. Like um, there was almost there was potential for a spinoff show with just Holly. Ooh, yeah. Because he said by the end, you know, Alyssa didn't want to do it, and Rose didn't want to do it, but Holly would have kept going. And so they thought about maybe how they could do that, and then have them guest star every once in a while and stuff. So it would have been interesting. <laughs> I wonder how they would have done that. Do you think they would have brought in like? two other women to like step in as kind of the sisters well i think they would have probably like rose and Alyssa probably would have came come into guest and like be there every once in a while but um they didn't want to like be full-time on the show okay hmm. um and we would have been able to, you know we would have seen her kids grow up and stuff and it would have been interesting to see those shenanigans and <laughs> that's cool yeah so something to think about you know fan fiction it and i did when i saw that this episode was uh written written Mm -hmm. by brad kern i was i had an eye out i was like can i see where like the pervy stuff comes in but i didn't really (laughs) notice it so much in this one no and i think i think it was just like a general overseeing so i don't think it was in stuff he wrote necessarily but just like the things that he was helping to bring out yeah, he was pushing the sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, him and the studios. I think the, the producers and stuff weren't helpful either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. How, who started? Uh, you start us off. Okay. Scene one. Oh. Leo is obsessed with Charmed. I mean, that's me. Obsessed with Charmed. Leo is obsessed with finding Barbas, <laughs> <laughs> who had helped Gideon in, in his attempt to kill Wyatt. And Barbas is taking advantage of his obsession by constantly taunting him through his fears. 
What a dick. Leo meets with another elder, <laughs> Zola. Uncle Phil! And almost electrocutes him, believing that Zola is covering for Barbus. Wow. What a start to a season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love Uncle Phil. Why isn't he? I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I but thought yeah. it was funny in the beginning that, like, now Piper's worried about personal gain when Paige, like, orbs the diaper. Yeah. Oh, did you did you see the the goof on that? No. Um, she orbs the diaper and she goes, you know, a dirty diaper and she orbs it. But the trash can opens normally with telekinesis, like regular telekinesis. Her telekinesis. So there should, there should have been orbs on the trash can too to open oh, the lid. Oh, interesting. And they missed that. Uh oh. Hmm. <laughs> Um, I thought it was funny when uh, Phoebe comes in because she's like coffee obsessed. That's me. Like I've noticed I have an addiction to coffee. And what's made it even more worser, Kevin, I got introduced to Fruity Pebbles Creamer. Whoa. That's like the milk that's left over when you have Fruity Pebbles. (laughs) That's what it tastes like. (laughs) And what's even worse is there's only one store that carries it. And it's Walmart, and I hate Walmart. Oh, that's like torture. <laughs> I've been going to Walmart for Fruity Pebbles Creamer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I haven't really, I've never seen it, but Walmart seems like the place to have it, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, like you can find one bottle of it for like $3 at Walmart, or you can go on Amazon to get two bottles for $20. So I'm like, that's a really big price difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you heard it here first scallop hollywags i've been you going know what to I, you know what i noticed watching it this time what the kitchen looked huge yeah the kitchen looked so much bigger and i'm like is this a new set you know like because i'm like usually it's much more cramped but i'm like all the pieces are there all the elements are there it just seems like there's a lot more space um but this season they actually moved to a bigger studio they, they're a lot like got bigger. So that's probably why they have more space there. And only oh, the keen eyed oh. us, um, what is it? They moved cause they were in Canoga park, California. And then they moved to Paramount studios. This is when they moved to Paramount. And so they had a lot, a lot grander scale and their kitchen got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, yeah. I did not even notice that only you. I know. <laughs> Do you know what prompted the move? No, not really. I just know they did it. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah. Zola comes to the sisters, his robe still charred from Leo's attacks, and asks for their help. If Leo kills another elder, he'll have to be reborn and work his way up to white lighter status once more. Zola says the elders believe a major threat looms and they can't lose another of their number. Leo is flipping through the Book of Shadows when he sees a ghostly face, which urges him to go after Bobbis. Piper walks into the attic, but she doesn't see the face. In the underworld, Barbus also sees the face, which urges him to go after baby Chris. Barbus thinks this is a fine idea. <laughs> like, why, why not? <laughs> why not? I'll go on and fucking kill a baby. <laughs> it worked so well for Gideon, but sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't fool me, Kevin. I saw his name in the credits. I know. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's there. Here he yep. comes. Nick Lachey. Yes. It was, this, was, this was right after 
he was married to Jessica Simpson at the time. And this was right after Jessica Simpson was on that 70s show making out with like Ashton Kutcher or something. So he's like, well, why can't I go on Charmed to make out with Alyssa Milano? Uh, that's fine. Cool. We got, wow. This is our deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous because I have such big crushes on both of those people. I want to make out with people. Oh, see? <laughs> <laughs> but he's not I, – he, watching this, I'm like, he's not a very good actor. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I guess he's pretty to look at. Yeah. You know. Um, I already like that we're getting a whole nother side of Leo right away because he's just so angry and, like, badass. Right. And completely paranoid. <laughs> like, yeah. set up, like, calm your tits a little bit, you know, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they first showed him, I was like, what a homeless. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was looking really, like, what is that? Some yeah, furniture. he some furry coat he was all like dirtied up in that coat and stuff yeah. i was like oh <laughs> so bringing it back if you haven't watched your bonus episode you're in the dark see look oh, at that what a homeless what a homeless <laughs> i'm gonna have to say that in my everyday now good you should as long as it's not about me <laughs> no oh no <laughs> i felt so bad for chris because even as a baby like <laughs> Leo wouldn't hold him. I know. It's like wait, wait to self-fulfill that prophecy, Leo. Great. Like Yeah. Wyatt's better. You killed Gideon for Wyatt, and now you're not gonna like hold me as baby. Okay, fine. Yeah, of course. This is where the conflict starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm already like super curious about this weird, disembodied, like ugly face. <laughs> yeah, this green ghostly face. Oh. Yeah. And this talk is like, like half the time I can't understand what it's saying. It's like talking like in riddles. <laughs> Find the baby. Something, something, baby. Something, like, something kills all that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? 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 <laughs> can you repeat that a little louder, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's such a weird thing like i feel like we haven't seen anything like this on charm so far it you'll understand why season seven is one of my favorites there's like lots of crazy and what I like about this episode too because it does it kind of ties up off those loose ends from the end of season six and then introduces you to a whole bunch of new things that you're like okay what <laughs> so yeah, I noticed that. It was a nice, like, this could have been a season six episode, but I like the way they did that and introduced new things at the same time. Yeah. The sisters have been invited to a Hindu wedding. It's their friend Christy. Does it say Christy? It's their friend Christy. Yeah. <laughs> Which and is weird. Also- <laughs> <laughs> and Christy and the groom were not in the show credit, so I couldn't add them They're, to that. They were uncredited. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, but I thought it, was, thought it was funny because they're like, we were invited to this wedding. Uh, we, we actually have friends, apparently, even though we never see you with friends ever. But apparently it's like, where'd this chick come from? <laughs> You're talk- yeah. this, is the one, this is the one we call once a year, you know, <laughs> to say hi. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, the sisters have been invited to her wedding and the kids apparently too. They're like, you can bring the children if you want. Uh and Paige talking to Phoebe suggests taking Leo into accompanying Piper. This is a better way to get him away from his pursuit of Barbus and perhaps bring him and Piper back together. Paige stays behind with Wyatt while Phoebe, Piper, and Leo go to the wedding with Chris. Daryl and Inspector Sheridan serve a summons on Phoebe regarding the disappearance of Chris. As the marriage is sealed, 
Two spirits enter Leo and Piper, and much to their surprise, Piper sprouts four extra arms! Oh, no! Whoa! <laughs> wow, this this had so much going on. There were so many like little Easter eggs, too. <laughs> I noticed the Ask Phoebe on the side of the bus, and I got really excited about that. Yes, I, w- I had flashbacks to when I was on the side of a bus. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I also got really excited that when Paige was like picking up toys, one of them was Funshine Bear. <laughs> oh, you even knew which Care Bear was. I'm just like, oh, Care Bear, but I, you even know the Care Bear. I love it. <laughs> I am ridiculously like obsessed with Care Bears, and I don't know. I think I've mentioned this on Brunch before, but like, if I'm ever like feeling down, I put on one of the two Care Bears movies because they make me so happy. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know if I've ever seen them. I should have watched them. I know there's like a bunch of movies, but the first and the second one from the 80s are the ones, those are my go-tos. Not like Care Bears in Wonderland or like stuff like that. I like the first two. Cool. Well, like, because like I never really saw the show or saw the movies, but we had the toys. My older sister, is she's seven years older than me, so we had lots of 80s memorabilia with her, and we had all the Care Bear toys. And I was just like, loved looking at them and playing with them and touching their bellies and stuff. And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that and my little pony did you know i have the care bear heart tattooed to my ass i did not you should show me sometime that'd be great it's on my instagram and i'd love to show you personally oh well i'll take a gander <laughs> okay. fun really random fact did you know that i'm going off memory i'm trying to search right now i believe her name is allison court that sound name sounds vaguely familiar she does a voice in the first Care Bears movie, and oh. people may know her as the voice of Claire Redfield and Jubilee from X Men. Oh, 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 okay, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, and Claire Redfield is my favorite Resident Evil character. Oh, really? Yes. I am very partial to Claire and Leon because I played the fuck out of Resident Evil Two, so like those two have stuck with me. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're great. They're a great team. I still have to watch the Netflix show. I haven't watched it yet. It's okay. It's okay? Oh. Oh, wait. <laughs> She's in the second movie. I think I said first. Allison Court's in the second. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> enough about cameras. Uh, what else did I notice? Oh, yeah. Sheridan's a bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, we always kind of knew she was, but... When you first meet her, you're like, okay, maybe you'll just excuse that on the phantasm. Maybe she's just being really bitchy because of that. But no, that's just her. <laughs> yeah, not only like the way she's treating the sisters, which I mean, I guess we know what happened, but it is fishy that Chris like yeah. disappeared and there's no record of him. But th- the way she treats them and also the way she's like cuckolding Daryl. Right. I mean, I could condone being suspicions, being suspicious and wanting to find out more, but she's really, like, nasty. Like, this is not the kind of person you want being a cop. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, come on, Morris, come do what I say, be my dog. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, the last thing I noticed in this scene was the wedding. I was like, okay, the bride and groom look like they're in a Hindu wedding, but where are all the like where's all the Hinduism in the I know. crowd? <laughs> I know. I I saw I think I saw one person that was dressed appropriately. The rest were just like old people from the bank and like Yeah. <laughs> like what is happening? 
Yeah, I, I think like I noticed it a little bit more because uh, I have a cousin who married into a Hindu family. So they had a Hindu wedding and like everybody from like the wedding party, the parents, like they were dressed in like typical Hindi garb. So that's why I was like, where are those right. people? <laughs> <laughs> and did, I don't know if we, do you remember when um, Rob was on my Words of the Witches, he talked about how he used to like work on Hindu weddings and stuff. I was like, wow, yes. how interesting. And then I'm like Shakti and Shiva. Cause I'm like, that's coming up. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, fun fact. Did you know Rob photographed my wedding, even though it wasn't a Hindu wedding? <laughs> oh, I did not. That was cool. That's how we were brought together through a friend. I asked her to video yeah. uh, to photograph my wedding and she's like, well, I know somebody who'd be better at it than me. And that's where the magic happened. Oh, see, he's and he's got all these hidden talents. I'm just like, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Piper and Leo begin behaving differently. <laughs> <laughs> Dressing in traditional Hindi clothing and appearing very much in love. Leo is no longer concerned with Bobbis. Piper is able to multitask perfectly thanks to her extra hands. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, how do they get those clothes? I, I know that wasn't in their closet. Like, did they go shopping beforehand and then change? Or like, or, or do you think they magically transformed? I'm guessing that Piper made those clothes with her six amazing arms. Aha! There's the key. <laughs> there we go. It's like, let's go home. I got some sewing to do. <laughs> I really like that they actually used Holly's arms because you could see, like, her tattoos on each of the arms. Yeah, they did. That was really cool. Even though they looked really goofy and you can tell they're totally fake a lot of the time. What? I they know. Real? Gasp, I say gasp. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was still really fun. You know, she just had tripled the duty with her arms. Lots of armoriography. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had six arms, but I probably wouldn't. I'd use them for other more uh, naughty things. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we? Scene five. Oh my gosh, we're there already. Okay. <laughs> Phoebe feels like she's in a rut and at least suggests she take a two-month sabbatical. She will hire a ghostwriter to continue. Do you remember that show, Ghostwriter? Sorry, I just remember the, the, the PBS show, Ghostwriter. I used to love that. Not Ghostwriter the Marvel show, but like, you know, the Ghostwriter, where they, they were like, right, and then little blobs would up. Okay, I'm going to sidetrack tangent. No, I'm laughing because that's the first thing I thought of, too, when she said Ghostwriter. I'm like, oh, that show. <laughs> oh, good. See, I'm not the only weird old person. <laughs> what did you call me? Qua. I'm the yes. person. <laughs> yes, okay. I am. What, what are you? <laughs> Just, I'm a Care Bear. Oh, Care Bear. Okay. I like it. Anyway, where am I talking? Okay, she will hire a ghostwriter to continue writing her column. Phoebe meets the ghostwriter, Leslie, who she thinks is a wonderful lady, but she's not a lady. She's a man. He's a man. Whatever. She <laughs> Oh, there it goes. She is su- I didn't read this next part. She's surprised to see that Leslie is a man. <laughs> and kisses him within moments of meeting him due to the contagious effects of the spirits that entered Piper and Leo. Oh. That I was cause I could not figure out why she was kissing on him. I'm like, she's not an empath empath anymore. Like, what is this? She, she's like that much of a slut. She's going to make out with every guy that she sees in the workplace. Like, okay, now I see that's of the spirits because they're like lovers and stuff. But okay. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but she doesn't have her empathy power anymore. She has no powers right now. So yeah, would... the the only thing I noticed, and like I got to cheat only a little bit because I saw it written before I saw it happen. But they played a little bit of the music from the Hindi wedding when she's uh... looking at Leslie. So that's our clue that like, oh, this is supposed to be some sort of like blowback from Piper and Leo. Okay. I guess. I just, it seems a little odd to me. But yeah, okay, we'll make it work. At least it makes a little bit more sense in my head now. Yeah. Still, she is skeptical that a man can write her column as well as a woman. Mm. All right. <laughs> One of those Leslie, things again. <laughs> Leslie made my blood boil to 98 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were just waiting for that one. <laughs> I was, and that's really not that hot because blood should be warmer than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you have any 98 degrees crushes back in the day? Uh,. I I had I was more of an NSYNC person, but I did have the 98 Degrees Christmas album. Um, <laughs> uh, who was I guess I did like Nicholas Shea. I think I liked his brother more. What okay. was the other one? Drew was his name. Drew. I don't remember. I just I remember, remember. I thought Jeff was so hot. I was so into Jeff, and I wasn't that big of a fan of their music. Like I thought they were good, <laughs> but like you, I was more into NSYNC and Backstreet, right. but. Jeff just really did it for me. <laughs> but I, I, I did love that one song. It's the hardest thing I'll ever have to do. That one. I remember yeah. that one the most. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh, I remember there was like an old magazine and there's like one of those hotlines where you can call to leave a message or, or like was, what it was. But like it, was, it, was, it wasn't a sex one, but it was like, like you can leave a message for your favorite celebrity or like, like, and I remember listening to someone. It's like, I love 98 degrees. And like, what? So you just get to talk about the, the musicians you love. There's one for Pearl Jam. There's one for all these people. And it was a fun little hotline, I guess. I don't know. That is so rando. I have the randomest memories. I know. Yeah. I thought it was taking funny. it back. Huh? Taking it back. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was funny when, um, Dr. Phil was used as a point to prove an argument. I was like, is that really the best example we have? <laughs> I know. He was really popular at the time. He yeah. did Scary Movie 4. Or That's whatever. true. <laughs> <laughs> and I love seeing Alyssa just play sensual. Like, I could see why they keep writing Phoebe as this, like, horny bitch. Because she's so good at it. She's so good at it. Like, I, you buy every time she's kissing somebody or feeling on somebody... She's like, she's got those lip twitches. She's got those eyes. She's, I mean, yes. I mean, she makes things sexy, which is yeah. sad because, I mean, I can't, I'm not supposed to think that because to me, they're like family. So I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to text her and I'm going to tell her you think she's hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not tell her I thought she was hot when I met her either because I figure she gets it from everybody. She's like, you know, I remember when I went to, when I went to, because Ryan was there, Ryan from our friend, you know. And and he was at the at some Milano meet and greet thing, and somebody asked, "Is like you were my first crush?" Uh, she probably hears that every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ryan from Radical Retro, Retro Rewind, Rewind Podcast. Yes, that's the one. Yep. <laughs> uh, and and we're we're very, being very retro in this podcast so far. So we it's, are. <laughs> it's perfect timing. We'll need to change our name. Yes. <laughs> Radical Charmed Retro Rewind Podcast. 
Hanging with the retro wells. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Paige consults the Book of Shadows and finds what's got into Leo and Piper. Shakti, the goddess of creation, and Shiva, the god of destruction. They are invoked at weddings as symbols of the ultimate love hours. But if they consummate their love again, the universe will be destroyed and recreated. <laughs> That's a bang. That's a big bang. <laughs> it's Sailor Saturn over here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Paige and Phoebe send Leo after Barbus in order to keep him separated from Piper. He disappears in a best of lightning. Oh, best. I love that word. <laughs> I've never seen Shiva as a male god before. Yeah, I mean, I this was my first real exposure to them in Charmed. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> whenever I saw like Hindu gods, uh, Ganesha or whatever was the one I always saw. But maybe that's because elephants are my favorite animal, so I was always drawn to that. But uh, yeah, this is the first time I was exposed to them. Oh, interesting. You know what my first exposure was? X-Men? No. Oh. What? Final Fantasy. Oh! Okay. Which one was it? Uh, the first one I majorly played on my own was Final Fantasy VII, so that's probably why I've only seen Shiva as a female, because I'm reading right now, and it looks like Shiva is typically a male. Mm, okay. So Final Fantasy ruined Hindi culture they, for me. <laughs> they did you wrong. Look, Charmed is more accurate than Final Fantasy. Look at that. <laughs> How dare you be correct? <laughs> Barbus has gathered a gang of demons and explains his plan. He wants them to attack Chris so that Leo will make a fatal mistake in his rage and the, the demons can take on the unprotected charmed ones. Oh, Barbus. Oh, Barbus. I'm starting to see why like, he's considered so evil. Like He just doesn't go away. I know, right? <laughs> it's a good plan, though. Drive Leo crazy so that right. he gets punished by the more powerful. Yeah, it's just it's funny how strange. Like, what I always wonder, like, what was his ultimate goal? Because, like, in Crimes and Misdemeanors, when he first appeared again, he just kind of wanted to get out of purgatory and like whatever. And now, he, then he was like egging Gideon on and like I'll keep your secret but I really have nothing to do with this but okay I'll help out a little bit <laughs> like it was it wasn't really his shindig with Wyatt or, at all but now he's just like okay I give it I'm gonna do this and get them <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it's, it's just it's like a quick turn it is you're right <laughs> Paige goes to magic school looking for information on Shakti and Shiva and finds it being closed down with Gideon dead, there's no one to run the school. No one. No one at all. At all. <laughs> like, all the teachers that are there. Miss Winterborn, you can't run this school? You you seem like you've been here a long time. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> but Right. Like, that's what I said. This is a huge <laughs> school. There's really nobody who they planned for, like, you know, plan B if anything happens. Right. That's... You know who their plan B was is Sigmund, and still nobody's talking about his ass. I know. <laughs> justice no justice for Sigmund it's horrible he's still with his family visiting <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sigmund would have run the hell out of that school he oh would have gosh. made it bigger and better and the students would have loved him he would have been the like favoritest principal ever mm-hmm. for shame <laughs> scene nine 
Barbus's minions attack at the manor. But they were not counting on Shakti. The six-armed piper easily defeats them with lightning and energy balls and very orendi-like flamey things. And (laughs) on discovering Barbus, she blasts him with lightning. She goes, no! (laughs) And he flames away. Paige and Phoebe try to keep Leo from finding out, but he finds the nursery in shambles. I love, I love when Leo gets there. He's just like, "Hey, he's like, where's Piper?" He's, just, he's like so happy. Yeah, <laughs> and like I was okay, okay. I was a little confused because they're like, if these two sleep together, the world is ruined. And he gets there and he's like, where's Piper? And they're like, oh, she's waiting for you. She's excited to see you. I'm like, don't do that. That's going <laughs> to end know. everything. <laughs> right. And I don't know if they're, I don't know what they're trying to do. Cause I know they wanted to just get him. I don't, what do, what do they want to do? Cause they, they needed him to come with them, but I don't know why. Oh, I don't know. They were trying to make sure he didn't see the nursery, but like... Oh, and that's exactly where he goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, come with me. We'll take you to Piper. So that, that was their way of just trying to lure him away from the nursery, I guess. But yeah, that's yeah, going to just give him a hard on and then he'll be like walking around for a, like... <laughs> well, now that you say it that way, it's a perfect plan. <laughs> right. They probably like, grab him, grab him by the boner, and like come this way. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm, this is horrible. I'm horrible. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so why didn't Paige just use her magic like she always does to clean up the nursery? You know, maybe she learned her personal gain lesson. <laughs> yeah, that was Holly's just, job in the beginning. <laughs> right. Like we can't do this this time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daryl and Sheridan break the door of the manor and tried <laughs> and tried to arrest Phoebe, who did not answer the summons. But Leo gestures and blasts Sheridan into a wall, injuring her. He then disappears in a flash of lightning, very, very frightening. When <laughs> Sheridan comes to, she remembers that she is there to look for something, but doesn't remember what. She doesn't remember being attacked, and Phoebe covers by saying that they are remodeling and that Inspector Sheridan had slipped and fallen across the room into a wall. (laughs) Uh, Well, when she broke in, it reminded me of Charmed Again when uh, Cortez broke in at the same time as Leo following. He's like, you cannot come in here. He's like, i got to find something. So it was very similar to that. You know, this you you know, Sheridan is like, Daryl's first part, like the first time we see him with a partner since season two. Wow, that's true. Do you remember who his partner was in season two? Uh, <laughs> Probably man. not. He was a man. He was a man. You're right. <laughs> um, he was only in one episode, and then he got, you know, out taken out. Uh, it was in uh, "She's a Man, Baby, a Man." So you're right about the man part. <laughs> and uh, it was he got attacked by the succubus. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's it. So he had Andy, then that one guy for an episode, and now Sheridan. So he's been pretty much on his own for most of the time. Well, no wonder why they all get killed. Yeah, right. I mean, the way Leo threw her was like hilarious to me. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, (laughs) like, yeah, Yeah. you get, you deserve that, Sheridan. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, she did. She rude. She rude. So okay, here's another question. Why didn't he just erase her memory like he did in last season? I, I know. It's like, 
He's, he when, who did he erase the memory of? What was it? What was that? I feel like I'm I can't taking remember the pop quiz again. I know, and I can't remember because I know he's. I know he did it, but I can't remember who he did it for on. Yeah. Um, but he's got memory dust, and is like, he he says, they would say like, I can only use it in special emergencies, and then you just use it whenever, and then it's so their whole like who who can. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. And then there's like they have memory spells too, and they can't do memory spells. Um, so it's I don't understand when they choose to use it, when they not choose to use it, when the cleaners show up. It's like <laughs> it's maybe, um uh, maybe yeah. it's because they didn't foresee it being a problem yet. Like this does happen pretty instantly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So and and really, she doesn't she doesn't really know anything. You know, she's still she has no memory right now already. But like before that, she's just more of like going on suspicion. Yeah. And so all she knows now, if she knew, if she did have a memory, all she would know is like she got flown into a wall. Maybe it was a ghost. Who knows? You know, <laughs> <laughs> she's got nothing on magic, really. True. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. Leo again attacks Zola, taunted by Barbus, and kills him this time. Afterwards, he feels only remorse. Piper assures Leo that nobody else has to know. Paige casts a spell and, ex- and expels Shakti and Shiva from Piper and Leo. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Uncle Phil. Yeah, this was some Palpatine, Anakin, Star Wars shit. Like, this was dark. Yeah, and just like seeing his face and just all those electricities, like with all these elder powers, it's like, man, this Leo. Yeah, and it sucked that it had to happen to Zola because he's actually one of the good elders. Yes, like the elders are dicks, almost every single one of them. And this guy we actually like, he's fun to watch. He's got, you know, compassion. He's got, you know, he's got the hindsight to warn the sisters and tell them what's going on, like. He's a good one, and why do you have to kill this one? Kill the other guy, that stupid teacher from the last season. Like, what is like? We like we like Uncle Phil. Yeah, that's why they did it to evoke emotion in us. Exactly, they want you to like him and then feel that feel that sadness. Yep. Since Piper wounded Barbus, Paige scries for him using his blood. Paige and Piper track him to his lair. Paige throws a potion, and Barbus says he'll be back before he explodes. Fear always comes back, he screams as he falls into a pile of dust. Again, before dusting out, he cries, You set me up to an unseen entity who happens to force him to look up when he says it. Yeah, she noticed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think this is some elder shenanigan season. I mean, mm, I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah, I'm already pretty drawn into this. Like, I was wondering if season seven would draw me in as much as season six did with all the Chris shenanigans. And already I'm like, <laughs> this disembodied head and the elders. Like, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, did you finish that paragraph already? Yeah, girl. Oh, you, oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, you know what I noticed? 
What? Did you see Barbus's like glowing hand when he read their fear? Yeah. That looked so cool. And I always love that. Like it looks so cool, but it's never done that. This is the first time it's ever done that. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I thought we've never seen that before. That's that's pretty intense that he can look in his hand and see a fear. Like that's cool. Yeah. I mean, usually you hear you hear the like kind of like that it's like shadowy like darkness when he has the hovering and then he's but there's nothing there but this has like that crazy glow. i mean it makes it seem like it's more powerful now but yeah but he's he did now stronger <laughs> and then he's dead <laughs> yeah do you think we'll ever see him again um yes <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> it was a 50-50. I took a shot. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, this is his last episode. You bastard. You set me up. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we always talk about how, like, fear always comes back. And he even said it. Fear always comes back. Um, well, not for you. This is your last episode. Okay. Seven episodes in season seven. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. They kept with the pattern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phoebe returns to the office to tell Leslie she approves of his column. Leslie tells Phoebe she's actually a pretty good kisser. <laughs> As if someone that beautiful wouldn't be a good kisser. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to say. Anyway, back at the manor. <laughs> Paige explains to Piper her plan to reopen magic school. Well, plan is a strong word because she doesn't actually have a plan yet. Piper is actually going to go outside. <laughs> She says she's worried about Leo, who is still being haunted by the face. <laughs> <laughs> Did Beautiful. you know there was no scene 13 in the writings? I was like, that's a lot of like wrap-up that we're just missing by this, this whole See? little thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I what had I, to add it. I had to yeah. put in the wrap-up. Thank you. Because I don't know what these these people are sleeping on the job who's ever writing that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and I noticed they basically took all the Phoebe storyline and put it in one scene. Oh. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? We forgot to say a spell. Oh, what is it? What is it? Read it. Uh, it was the one to remove the gods from Piper and Leo. That's the one that she saw from the Magic School book. Hmm. It's like, we call upon the mortal ways and gods who guide but may not stay. We seek those of divinity to separate from and set them free. Cool. Thank you for catching that, sir. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's our first episode. The wait is yeah. over. Yes. Was it worth the wait? <laughs> <laughs> this was exciting. Yeah. I really liked it. dawned on me that we are wrapping up some of the stuff from season six. I think the only thing that was kind of a letdown, I don't know if it's going to come back, but like, I would have liked to see more of the Sheridan stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, just put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I like the way it wrapped everything up, but then started a new mystery. So yeah, I'm already hooked. It's worth the wait. Good. I'm glad. See, I hope I hope that you would like like season seven as much as I'm talking it up because I love this season. <laughs> <laughs> good we're off to a good start <laughs> yes yes here's something during phoebe's rant to page after meeting leslie phoebe says have you ever heard of a male advice columnist and she's like i haven't um but she's interacted with spencer ricks twice already <laughs> oh that's and right so like 
maybe you shouldn't count him as a real advice columnist because he's just like that guy. He's that turkey. But still, you know, <laughs> that's something to note. Yeah. Uh, oh, a call to arms is defined as a call to defend or make ready for confrontation. It is a saying often used by the military to call soldiers to fight for their country. And it's also meant for a woman who grows four extra arms. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's that time to start season seven. Fuck, Mary kill. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Fuck, Mary kill. We are gathered here today Brand new, freshly flourished listed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so make sure start now. If you plan on listening to us all through season seven, start jotting down your fucking Mary list so that we get uh, an accurate social experiment done for this season as well. The social experiment. Oh, those braces are making me list. That's fine. That's all fine. right. All right, and since this is the first episode, we got to go through everybody, girl. Everybody. All right. All right, Kevin. Paige Matthews. All right. Well, right now, I'm going to put her on the Mary. She's the first one on my Mary list because she's doing good. She's looking really good. She's glowing this season. You know, she's got that dark hair. She's looking great, and she's her smarts are on par. So, Yeah. <laughs> Stops copies me. I'm putting her number one on mine also. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that. All right. How about Piper Hollowell? I'm going to put Piper on my Mary list too, but I'm going to put her below page this season right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to add her to mine. Same reasons last season. Uh, I feel like we're different, but our differences might be good. So I'm going to take a chance and put her under page for my Mary. Uh-huh. Well, that's what I, I did too. Oh, you put her under? I think under. she's over. Oh. No. Wow. Yeah. New season, new Kevin. <laughs> All right. How about Phoebe Hollowell? Phoebe Hollowell. Oh, she's doing those sexy things. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to, I still don't know if she's ready. I don't know if she's ready for the marriage yet. <laughs> she's i mean i think i'm so good we have to put her on the fuck list right now okay me too yeah i don't think she's ready i still see her as like she wants to have fun and there's no problem with that but i want to have fun with her yes <laughs> okay leo wyatt oh i do love my leo oh my god okay <laughs> um <laughs> he's a little scary right now but I suppose it could change over time. Right now he's a little scary, so I'm going to put him on my Mary, but I'm going to put him under Piper this season. Wow. I'm fighting, I'm fighting my urge to put him on number one, but, you know, there's something's happening with Leo this season, and who knows if he can – I don't know. He's, especially in this episode, he's a little um, <laughs> chaotic right now, so it's hard to pinpoint. Okay. I'm going to put him on my Mary. I'm going to put him number two. So we're okay. under page. 
Okay. All right. How about Mr. Daryl Morris? Daryl Morris. I love him. He looks good. Based on this episode, though. I'm going to put him on my number one. Still. Oh. Actually, no. I'm going to put him under Paige. Okay. Because um, I think Paige for this episode was the MVP. So uh, I'm going to put him under Paige right now and uh, see if it changes throughout the season. Okay, I put him as my number two as well, mostly for the same reasons you did, and Leo's acting a little crazy, so he doesn't get that spot. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm. Now, I don't know if they actually mentioned this in the episode, but they gave Leslie a last name, and I just love the links they went to make Leslie, like, very femme-sounding. Leslie yeah. St. Clair. Blair St. Clair, mm, I do declare. Oh. <laughs> 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 but yes, I remember. I remember when um, before season seven started because you know I was one of those crazy obsessed charmed persons. Um, we would always like download the <laughs> the promotional pictures and all the stuff for season seven before it actually started. So I knew all about the names and stuff. So I I don't think they actually say it, but I knew the name going into season seven because they announced it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Does Leslie say? Oh, right. <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to pick one. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm going to put him in the fuck category. Uh, put him number one right now because he's pretty. Just don't talk too much, and uh, you'll be good. We have a good old time. <laughs> uh, for me, he seems like a sweetheart, so I put him number two on my merry list. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now I know you're into this next one, but I'm not. But where would you put Barbist? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I'm fortunately I'm going to kill him, which is really sad because Billy Draco did die a few years, I think last year or two years ago. Yeah, he did. Um, but you know, he's a, he's a great person to watch, scary, frightening to watch, but he's definitely too weird to <laughs> to make any kind of other list. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about Elise Rothman? You know what? I have to say something about Elise this episode. Say it. Because she she was so, like, happy-go-lucky. She's like, oh, Phoebe, do whatever you want. Take sabbatical. And then you see her, like, it's in the fire. She's like, Phoebe, get your ass over here. You need to work. It's like, what happened to her? Did she just have sex that night and it was in a really good mood? Or, like... That's a good point. Yeah, she was super like high on something this episode. Right. I'm like she I know she's she becomes a good friend, but it seems like her bossiness kind of dwindled a little, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, she's fun. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna have to put her in my kill list though. Yeah, I put her on mine also, despite the fact that I still think she's kinky as fuck and I could learn some stuff <laughs> from her. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I can see that too. It'd be funny. All right, Inspector Sheridan. Oh, she's a really beautiful lady. She does look good. She's got that long, flowy hair. She's got really nice bone structure. Um, but she's too much of a little bitch that I can't I can't abide her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about Zola, played by James Avery? Oh, Zola! I am marrying him in a heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> he is just one of those wonderful people that will always I always feel comforted with, you know. I mean I feel like, you know, we have a really nice cuddle session and dinners and movie nights, so I'm gonna put him on my Mary. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put him under Piper. Oh, wow, you're really pushing Leo down. 
I know. <laughs> That's right. All right. I'm going to put him on my Mary also right below Leo. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, yeah, Leo was my number one last season. Last season. <laughs> now he's, like, my last place. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, that oh, how the times funny. have changed. We'll and see. We'll see what happens later on in the season. My friend Rachel, I'll tell you this right now. I know you think she's a, a cool person. You told yeah, me I privately, do. but she hates Leo and Piper. Oh, really? Like as a couple? Just she hates their characters, and she hates them oh. even more together. <laughs> oh. So okay. I'm glad to ruin her a little bit for you. Well, no, I mean, I don't mind. She's still, I still love her. You can, you can, I mean, I can, I can understand her, under her, because I'm one of those people that takes a step back and looks at the big picture. So I can understand why they could be annoying. Okay. But that's fair. But I don't necessarily agree, but I can understand it if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, Hindu Priest, played by Kieran Rao. Oh, you know. I kind of vaguely remember him, but I don't know if I paid attention enough to really pay attention. <laughs> um, let me take a gander real quick. <laughs> Hindu priest. I'm just going to say kill just because he didn't make an impression. Yeah, there wasn't anything too special about him. And I, yeah. I know we're going to see a ton of other people that are going to kick him off anyway. So Right. Yeah. That's fair. All right, so we didn't do too bad. We didn't fill up our list yet, but they're not empty anymore, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. And what do we have coming up next? Oh, I'm so happy you asked. Oh, <laughs> it is the Bear Witch Project. What do you think that's about? I think, well, probably something to do with nudity, but. <laughs> I think it's going to be Phoebe-centric. I'm wondering if, like, the fact that she doesn't have her powers are, like, she's a bear witch because she's powerless, but she's literally, like, bare naked, too. Oh, that's a clever, clever little thing you have there. Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're close to what's happening. Um, there is some nakedness. There's some, there's no Blair Witch stuff there, but there is the nice little pun. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Blair St. Clair witch. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some nudity and Phoebe is involved. There you go. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> All right, cool. cool. Well, I'm glad we're back. Thank you for joining us for this episode one of uh, Kevin's season that he's excited for. <laughs> mm hmm. And don't forget, check me out on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney and on Once Upon a Cult. And some exciting news, by the time this is released, today, Tuesday, you can actually go to magichavoc.com and you can link to the different uh, projects that I have. Oh! Sorry, sorry. That made me really excited. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I have to say, I had some issues with, like, building my own site. So I finally went with the template on GoDaddy. But I still am working on building a site. I just wanted to get something out for now. Cool. Well, that's, I mean, something is better than nothing. Yeah. And where can we find you, sir? Oh, you can find me on the podcast Words of the Witches or KGZ87. Yay! (laughs) All right, awesome. We'll be back next week with the Bear Witch Project. Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Me.
Me too. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday in the nude. <laughs> I'm going to record naked. <laughs> we should. Why okay. not? <laughs>